Welcome to Do the Hard Thing, Episode 6. I'm Jason Archer, creator, freedom seeker, and leader of self, full-time student, part-time teacher of self-mastery, and today's theme is Trump and the NFL are proof freedom is ugly. So turn up the volume, put down the distractions, and let's get this started. Now, have you ever started a project that you felt held a great deal of meaning for you, and then for whatever reason, you couldn't move toward the outcome you wanted to create? Whether it was a mental, physical, or spiritual target you sought, it didn't matter. There was some part of you who refused to move. This podcast is born out of that specific idea. Do the Hard Thing is an exploration in human movement. Well, seemingly a firestorm of rhetoric and Facebook vitriol was unleashed today as NFL players took a knee for the national anthem in response to Trump's remarks calling for the owners to sack up and get rid of players who disrespect the symbol so many men gave their lives preserving. In what basically amounted to a contest of fuck yous, people both pro and con picked up their phones as they sat lazily enjoying their free time within the borders of the U.S. to quote, virtue signal and or shout quote, patriotism between grabbing for that next chicken wing and trips to the pisser to return the beer that they rented to the sewage pipes from whence the filtered water it was made originally came. As comments racked up and no progress was made by either side, it was clear that the only winners in the exchange were the media, who grasped the opportunity to boost their ever-sagging ratings by exacerbating the conflict. While self-proclaimed patriots vowed to never watch the NFL again, those in support of the kneeling players began to chime in with their belief that the NFL wasn't going anywhere anytime soon, and scoffed at the notion that some would keep themselves away from football on any level, completely ignoring and uncaring for the cries of those who frequent the game and patronize the stores that carry the overpriced NFL-licensed product. The die had been cast, so to speak. You're either a patriot who supported the troops, who, quote, gave us our freedom, or you are an unpatriotic, spoiled athlete making more money per game than the average person will see in a lifetime. And who could forget this? No matter who you talk to, their side was 100% right and justified in their beliefs and actions. But how can that be? You can have two diametrically opposed sides who firmly believe they are correct in their stance. Hmm, interesting. They all saw the same series of facts take place. So why did opposing sides develop in the first place? Why didn't everyone just arrive at the same conclusion and move on? Well, if you remember from the previous episode, we jumped into worldview and beliefs. And this happening couldn't be a better illustration of the idea that we create our stories around factual happenings based on our worldview, our beliefs about our understanding of, quote, the way it is. Every serviceman and every child of a military family within my timeline on Facebook saw the kneeling as a direct slap in the face to those who've served in the armed forces. Of course, many had lost friends and family or limbs, And the way that they look at the flag and the anthem is that it's a symbol of the freedoms that their loved ones fought and died for. The opposition, of course, believing that the various historical atrocities happening under the flag and the anthem preclude any need to show any respect or shows of patriotism, many of whom feel they or their ancestors suffered under these symbols and that that suffering continues today. So who's right? It just comes down to your worldview and the stories you make up around the facts. Like like we said before, the facts are all the same. And this is the hard thing. First, to recognize that the significance you assign to a particular event 
like standing for the anthem in this case, is just that, just that, I'm sorry. It's the significance you've assigned, and you've done this based on your view of the facts, your quote-unquote truth, if you will. Which brings us to the point of today's lesson. Freedom is ugly, people. Freedom means that no matter what side you come down on, your view is just that. It's your view, and anyone opposed to your view has to just deal with it. Now, in a free society, you don't get to force your beliefs on another individual. And of course, that is how it should be. If a man chooses to exercise his freedom, and it has no bearing on your physical safety, in other words, you are in no harm or stand to be harmed, in other words, you're not being threatened to comply by force with the actions another takes, then you have an obligation to just live and let live, to simply move on, to allow that circumstance to exist. However, there's more to it than that. With freedom also comes responsibility. In an environment where you have the ability to exercise your free will, your freedom of expression, or speech in this case, you're also obligating yourself to accept whatever consequences your expression generates. Put another way, being free to express yourself does not give you freedom from the consequences of your expression. So just like karma, when you put something out there, now it's going to find its way back to you. And that you are responsible for. So in this scenario, which started with Kaepernick taking a knee way back, you got players, you got observers, some of who are legitimately shocked that there were any repercussions as the idea spread and grew. They expressed genuine disbelief that this simple act would create such a firestorm of anti-NFL sentiment from other players and fans, many of whom, of course, support Trump. So Trump fired back and took a shot at the owner, saying they should get those sons of bitches out of there. Not a very presidential thing to say, and at the same time, he used his platform to express the thoughts of many of those in opposition to the kneeling during the anthem, calling the action disrespectful to the men and women in uniform. Now the fact that the president took time out of his day to call out protesters created a new set of protesters who spent most of today, Sunday, September 24th, dreaming up ways to respond in kind, and of course they did, either by not taking the sideline at all for the anthem, or by getting groups of players to kneel to drive home their, quote, fuck you to the president. So this basically devolved into a situation where it was tit for tat. You know, some players, they chose to complain or protest, uh, Trump chose to respond, the players responded to Trump, and Trump responded to the players and owners, and this went back and forth. And such was Sunday, wordy Sunday. Neither side acknowledging their roles in escalating the problem. Neither side truly taking responsibility for what they created. But they were responsible nonetheless. It got ugly. And freedom can be that way. Freedom can be chaotic. And most people do not want to look at ugly. I mean, this is why we have things like HOAs that guarantee your neighbor doesn't paint his house fluorescent pink and green and plant a junk car on cinder blocks in the front yard. At the end of the day, a little bit of free expression, even when it's ugly, has the power to spark debate, to make people think twice. I mean, today's events push thoughtful people into doing some soul-searching, into really diving deep into what it is they believe around the power of symbols used in American culture. And in a few rare cases, they bridge the divide when those thoughts were shared in debate. All because the freedom of expression largely still exists in the U.S., despite efforts to kill it when it doesn't fit the leftist narrative by media and large IT companies like Google and Facebook. 
When things are hard, when disagreements come about, freedom to discuss and express the hard things is paramount. The founders understood this and wrote it into the Constitution, but they were hardly the only ones to recognize the importance of protecting the individual. In fact, Lord Acton wrote the following on the topic of individual liberty. Quote, the one pervading evil of democracy is the tyranny of the majority, or rather if that party, not always the majority, that succeeds by force or fraud in carrying elections. It is bad to be oppressed by a minority, but it is worse to be oppressed by a majority. The most certain test by which we judge whether a country is really free is the amount of security enjoyed by minorities. And by minorities, he's not referring to color or creed. He's referring to quantities of people. And of course, the smallest minority that exists is the individual, you and me, the freedoms that we possess. He went on to say this about the founding of the U.S. Quote, Washington and Hamilton, their example, teaches that men ought to be in arms even against a remote and constructive danger to their freedom, that even if the cloud is no bigger than a man's hand, it is their right and their duty to stake the national existence, to sacrifice lives and fortunes, to shatter crowns and scepters, and fling parliaments into the sea. On this principle of subversion they erected their commonwealth, and by its virtue lifted the world out of its orbit and assigned a new course to history. So I'm not going to cop out here and leave you wondering what my opinion is, Today's exchange was juvenile at best, yet it still served a purpose. It got people talking, thinking, looking up information, all in an attempt to understand the ugliness that was today's freedom of speech. And that, folks, is a good thing. Personally, I fail to see how protesting, destroying, or removing inanimate objects serves any purpose. For the reality is this, both good and bad has happened under all symbols. To focus on and give power to a symbol from only the negative it has seen is foolish. If the symbol in question has any negative significance, then by default it must also have positive significance. You cannot separate it without being logically inconsistent, which is a common thing in today's world, unfortunately. And because all significance is assigned, see previous episode, you get to choose what any symbol means to you. Do that. Because that is where your power lies, people. That's it for today. Thanks for listening. And if you found value in this message, be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google CastBox, or Stitcher. Share this with those you know you need to hear it on social. And I'll see you back here in the next episode. This is Jason Archer signing off now. Go and do the hard thing.